from the other chapter you read last night. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. There is the highest positive motivation possible, eternal inheritance of the riches of heaven, There is the strongest negative motivation possible. He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. And the unnamed judge in this passage is the Lord Jesus Christ and the God of heaven. That should get our attention that how we work is very important to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's the passage that tells us to do it heartily as to the Lord, not to men, not being men pleasers, not doing it for eye service. Eye service is working hard while the boss is around because you're worried about what he thinks of you. We should be working hard all the time because the Lord's eyes are always on us. Proverbs 15.3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. That's what that passage is teaching. When you were in Colossians 3 last night, did you get a blessing from reading those verses? Amen. If ye then be risen with Christ, referring to your baptism from chapter 2, If you've identified yourself with the risen Lord Jesus Christ, get your affection in heaven. Put your affection on heavenly things. Seek those things which are above, not the things in the earth. For ye are dead. Remember, when you were baptized, you said you were dead to this world. You're dead. Your life is hid with Christ in God. And it goes forward from there. Put off the old man. Put on the new man. And when it said to put on the new man, it gave some wonderful statements. It said, and above all these things... Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. We can have a perfect church, you can have a perfect family, and you can have a perfect marriage. If you put on the bond of perfectness. And you know what the bond of perfectness is? Charity. What is charity? Try 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Charity suffereth long. And is... And 15 descriptions of charity. If we practice those those toward spouses, toward children, toward family, toward church. It's the bond of perfectness. It's how to have a perfect family, perfect marriage, and perfect church. And it's something we have to work at every day. And then it talks about peace. Did you get it? These are wonderful verses. This is the character of God. This is His instruction for us. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Does the peace of God rule in your hearts? Does it crush all opposition? Does it pull out its sword and slash down everything that opposes it? Every evil thought toward God, toward another man. Does peace rule? We all have thoughts that rise up where we want to despise someone, disrespect them, get irritated, hold a grudge. But let peace rule. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Blow them out. Have a jubilee. Have a daily jubilee. Forgive and forbear. What a wonderful chapter. Brother Newell used the verse 16 this morning. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and sing to each other with grace in your hearts. Is your heart full of grace? Do you really love the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Are you really thankful for all that he's done for you? It should come out in our singing. All in one chapter. But you know when it's talking about setting your affection on things above and seeking those things which are above and you're you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God, it says to put off all these things that are part of the worldly lifestyle around us, put on these things that are part of a spiritual lifestyle, and then it gets to our relationships because that's where Christianity finds its real test. Wives, submit to your own husbands in everything as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. This is Christianity. Don't make it more mystical and complicated than it is. God has saved you. God has adopted you. Your name is in the book of life. And he wants us to act like his children, love each other, let the peace of God rule in our hearts, put on certain things, put off certain things, and make our relationships the way God wants them to be, and then get up and go to work in the morning and work heartily as to the Lord. And if we don't do it, when God blows against you, there is no bailout plan. The book of Proverbs would say, and I, the book of Proverbs would say that you can you can uh, you can confederate together and you can associate together, but it will do no good when the Lord blows against you because there is no defense against the Lord when He is angry at you for not doing things the right way. The right way is what I'm preaching right now. The wrong way is doing it any other way. You don't have a better idea. You do not have a better idea. These are the only ideas. These are the best ideas. Anything else is sin. It's a, it's a thought that ought to be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And what a glory. In each, in each chapter, it told us we are risen with Christ. Look what it says. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Jesus is coming. That's where our real life is. But right now, he's left us here. And we do not show our Christianity by quitting our jobs, all moving into three houses and sitting around and reading the Bible and praying every day. That would not be an improvement on our lives. That would not be an improvement on our lives. That is not Christianity. We get up and go to work. and We come home and we read with our families and we read with ourselves. And we go into our closet and do it ourselves. That's what we want to do. And then when Christ comes, we're His. And we will appear with him in glory. And because of that, mortify therefore your members that are upon earth. Put to death the things that God doesn't like. And put on the things that God does want us to have. And our jobs are included. Positive motivation, eternal heaven. Negative motivation, God sees everything you do, even when your boss isn't watching. God sees every time you call in sick as to how valid that was. I wonder if Jesus could have called in sick, you know, the morning of his crucifixion. Do you think he'd had a rough night? Do you know what he said in 1 Peter chapter 2? That though that was a true legal transaction of substitution for our sins, it was set forth as an example on how you're supposed to work on the job. Go read 1 Peter 2, 18 through 22. For herein Christ suffered for us, who had done no sin. Because that whole passage is, if a boss is forward, wicked, obnoxious, difficult, you are still supposed to submit to him out of conscience toward God. Because you're never going to have it as bad as Jesus did the night before his crucifixion. And that was the example. He did no sin, and yet he was abused and suffered for it. And when you suffer grief wrongfully, having done nothing wrong, but you're persecuted on the job, or you're passed over for promotions, or you're passed over for increases you have an opportunity to serve God better than if you had a good and gentle master. 
taught it all before. Want to remind you, this is how we hit the streets and run into pagan masters. We serve them like the Lord Jesus Christ submitted himself to the crucifixion of the cross. Father in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bless this second assembly. Tune our hearts to sing thy grace. And heavenly Father, direct our feet into thy commandments and incline our hearts after thy precepts. That when we leave this place, we will hit the world and be lights shining in this perverse and crooked generation. The sons of God, without rebuke, harmless and blameless. Help us to be that. We want to be that. As was prayed earlier this morning, among the men, our spirits indeed are willing, but our flesh is weak. Help us. In Jesus' name, amen.